Oh, hey, you made it. We weren't sure anyone was able to get the broadcast. We found this huge vault full of cool things from before the event. Yeah, do you want to come check it out? Should we get the show on the road? Let's do it! That's my new catchphrase. Let's do it! Let's do it! It's Robin. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to present the Don't Go Outside podcast episode 6. Uno's dos tres. Cinco, cinco, cinco says. Oh, here it is. It's the podcast 6. We've got lots of things to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know the offspring. Um, they decided they wouldn't allow people to start mosh pits at their shows now. They're the offspring. I know. Yeah, so I've decided to don't listen to the offspring anymore because now they just got blamed. They're like, "Don't mosh at our shows. You gotta be careful. You gotta have a good time, but you gotta be safe. <laughs> no mosh pits. No mosh pits in here. No mutants. No mosh pits." <laughs> Right. Okay, episode, episode goddamn six. Here we go. What do you want to talk about? Oh, so we're just, uh, yeah, just straight. I thought we'd have, uh, are we done the intro? Done. Oh, yeah, that's good. That intro's <laughs> out of the way. Oh, I don't have. <laughs> that's the intro done. Yeah, um, okay, so I think, I think as I said to you, uh, off the record, <clears throat> I don't have much to talk about this week, but I think the things we do talk about are going to take a little while. I think they will. So it'll still be a good, decent length podcast. Just, uh, you had a couple of long ones before, so just a little short one. Yeah. Just pop it out. Pop it out. It's quick and painless. We'll say that, and then we'll end up with two hours of audio. Yeah, yeah, that's pair. That's pair. Going to use this bit of paper as a plaster, because, um... (laughs) It's fucking disgusting. Well, you know, it's, uh, we don't have any plasters. We ran out of plasters in the vault, didn't we? Got all those splinters from, uh... From Scarlet. <laughs> and with that fucking broom again. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, she's a... She got up her broom. Is that, well, some, she, is that species? I don't like, I don't like to, to label. I don't like to put labels on people. I think it's not fair. Uh, but she's whatever it is. She's made of wood and I'm splintered to hell. I mean, how does it work? Like, I mean, do, does, do you put her in you? Uh, no. I don't, I don't really... I'm not really comfortable going into it. Thanks, it's a bit personal of you. So you say don't mind. Uh, right, okay, now that that's out of the way. Um, I got a couple of indie games I want to talk about. Ooh! Uh, indie you wanted to start, Spotlight! Yeah, you wanted to start a segment, right? Uh, called Indie Spotlight. Indie Spotlight. Indie Spotlight. Should we do the, <laughs> the jingle? Indie Spotlight! Indie Spotlight! Indie Spotlight! Okay, so that's Indie Spotlight. That's a horrible intro. Well, good. I like horrible intros, they make me happy. Um, okay, I played a game called Fractured Space. Uh, it's a free-to-play uh, spaceship battle MOBA on the PC, mm. on Steam. Uh, for those who don't know what a MOBA is, uh, it's a multiplayer online battle arena. Oh! Which sounds a lot more badass <laughs> than this game is. But it looked really cool. It's free-to-play, I thought I'd pick it up. Um, so basically what you do is this massive... Uh, Giant, kind of giant scale spaceship battles, like you'd imagine, like battleships fighting each other in the ocean, mm-hmm. but they're just like hundreds and hundreds of meters long, shooting lasers and missiles flying everywhere, and asteroid fields. Um, so you know, 
all the space simulator, all the violent space stuff you want. Uh, just on a grand scale. <clears throat> you have to uh, capture points. You basically start at one side of the map. You have to capture points in other parts of the map and slowly make your way to the enemy base. All the while the enemy are trying to do the same to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, all, it's a bit like in League of Legends or Dota, if anyone plays that, where you have to take over certain all the different lanes. Yeah. Uh, and eventually make your way to the enemy base. Um, How does it deviate from the, the standard MOBA genre other than being in space? Uh, there's no minions. Oh, you know, League of Legends, like, minions spawn, and you kind of you can level up by, by attacking them. Yeah. Instead, uh, you get kind of, like, mining ports. So, like, a lot of the battlefields are set in, like, uh, asteroid fields, and there's little, uh, there's little space stations which are, like, mining stations, and you have to capture them, and the idea is that they'll be gathering resources as you're fighting. So they like kind of level you up, and you can pick, uh, you can specialize in defense, attack, or 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 speed, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's quite a cool idea, you know, massive spaceship just very slowly moving through space, shooting cannons everywhere, uh, you know, ships exploding all around you. Uh, but it doesn't really work because uh, nobody fucking plays it. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did the training scenarios, and they were all really cool. Kind of have to get to level 3 before you can play other people. Um, doesn't seem like anyone plays it. That's a shame. Which is a shame, because it's a cool idea. Death of a lot of good games. Yeah, it's to go free-to-play and become a MOBA. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of MOBAs out there, and the market is currently dominated by... Uh, what we say in... Uh, Dota League of Legends. Dota League of Legends, and now Overwatch as well. Yeah. Overwatch is the new big one. Um... Although, I don't know if Overwatch occupies the same sort of MOBA space. Not really. But it's I would not, say that's more of a... It's not a traditional... A hero FPS than it is a MOBA. Yeah, probably. Um, primarily. I don't think it occupies the same space. You know what? I'd agree. But you know what I mean? Like, get a big multiplayer I've battle. I mean, it, it's basically multiplayer time sinks. Yeah. Like, you can only really commit to one. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's the thing. I've been wanting to... I kind of want a game like that that I can just play on and off. Like Overwatch looks really good, but I can't really afford it. I'm not sure my computer could. Well, my computer could probably run it, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Don't really have the budget for it. Um, I don't really know anybody else who plays it. Yeah. Uh, which I feel Overwatch is one of those games that you definitely have to have a team of people to play with. You know. Yeah. Well, it's it's like all of these games. They live or die on how much fun you have with the immediate people you play with. Oh, yeah. and The community you're playing with. Um, which is why Fractured Space kind of sort of hit a dud. There, because I expected, oh, maybe there's loads of people who play it. Um, but I can understand why, because the gameplay, because the ships are so large, the gameplay is very slow. Right. Because it does capture that feeling of, like, a giant space cruiser floating through space. Because mm-hmm. the, the, you know, it moves so slow because it's so large. But it takes you ages to get from one side of the battlefield to the other. The first time you get destroyed, it's like a 30-second respawn time. Yeah. And then the second time, it's a minute third time it's a minute and a half but it takes you like five minutes to get anywhere anyway so it's like such i don't know very tactical very slow very tactical very slow Mm. Uh, it was it was pegged as uh just all the it was eve online if it was only the battles uh, which i thought that's quite an interesting idea i like the look of eve online but i played it it just doesn't really work and speaking of eve online i think i'd segue this um as of today eve online is free to play hmm yeah, I always looked like a game I wanted to get into, so maybe I'll play EVE Online. Do you like spreadsheets? No, see, this might be another disappointing space sim. You're going to have... Well, no, EVE Online makes a lot of people very happy. 
Yeah. Um, no, I know people love it. People love it, but you have to have a very specific type of mind to enjoy Eve Online. I think so. I've never been able to hack it, and I've really, I've tried to get into Eve Online. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it is, um, it's a job simulator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a shame. Which uh, I mean, some people really get into. They get into the fantasy of it. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't quite regard it as disappointing space sim. It's not in that territory yet. It's just. It's just space sim on too grand a scale that you got to put loads of time into it. Yeah, you have to put a lot of time into it to get um, reward out of it, and you have to be very committed to learning the mechanics and learning how the game works. Okay. Right. Well, that's kind of a, that's the one indie game I played. Um. Well, I was reminded recently of an indie game I played. Oh yeah. Um, a mobile game called Out There. Out There. Um, have you ever played this? Never heard of it. Right, well, ostensibly it's a resource management game. Okay. But it is the tensest you can be in any game without there being any real combat and any real horror aspect. Incredibly tense. You're, I mean, all you are doing is managing resources, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, but the game is brutal in how it hands these out and how it allows you to hand out... Uh, how, allows you to achieve endings and it's got this really deep ending towards it it's, end, uh, it's what is, what is stylized as sorry I should explain that to yourself and to our listeners it's stylized like a have you ever played Faster Than Light FTL yeah so, the other space of, game yeah the, the other space <laughs> game there, I think there should be a section within a section disappointing space, space sims. sims however Faster Than Light appears to be very good no Faster Than Light's one of my favourite yeah. games of all time actually I've got. I have merch. Oh, cool! Yeah, nice one. Um, but yeah, so out there is stylized like that. It's um, sort of pixel, very uh, colorful space graphics, mm -hmm. um, and as I said, it's very well op optimized for mobile. So you manage resources in order to present and proceed to different stages, eventually getting to an ending and learning more about how the universe functions within the game. Mm -hmm. um, it's just about making decisions based on how you're going to allocate your resources and how you're going to continue based on the resources you have. Each decision costs a certain amount or can gain you a certain amount very much. It's fairly basic when you think about it mm -hmm. that way, but just executed absolutely perfectly. Wonderful game. You can pick it up for like £2 or something. Not oh, expensive. Cool. Highly recommended. Um, the other games I was, I was looking into mm -hmm. but have not played as of yet, so cannot comment. Okay. Um, I saw a game called Beholder. Beholder. Which is... looks It looks like Limbo in a City. You have, Limbo uh, in a City? You've, you've played Limbo. Oh, yeah, yeah. I played yeah, Limbo I mean, years ago. Everyone's indie horror darling. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, black on white aesthetic in a city. But the shtick is you're looking after an apartment building. Mm -hmm. You have to move tenants in and out. But you're under the control of a totalitarian state. Right, so you have to sneak in, sneak up on your uh, tenants and spy on them and find out if they're doing stuff against the state. That sounds cool. And then evict them, but then at the same time you've got to balance um, money and you've got well, to you're balance still got to make rent, right? Yeah, and you've got to look after your family. It reminded me a lot of Papers, Please. Yeah, it sounds very uh, like more realised Papers, Please. Okay. But again, I haven't played this yet. I've just seen bits about it. It looks really interesting, and I think I might give that a go. Okay. Also. Owl Boy. Owl Boy, I've heard, is very good. Looks amazing. It, it's like, same sort of thing when we spoke about um, better realised retro, modern retro games. Yeah, well, I heard it's sort of like 
this year's sho- uh, Shovel Knight. This year's Shovel Knight. Yeah, That's even exactly though not, say. there hasn't been a Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight for a few years, but, but it is a, a new Shovel Knight. I'm, I'm retro game that's been realised with modern mechanics. Yeah. And I've seen it. It looks really smooth, really punchy colours. just looks great. Cool. Um, so that's my indie spotlight. Yeah. Um, well, because you were talking about mobile games, you reminded me. I didn't write it down, but I did uh, just randomly pick up. Uh, I was just on the on the Google the Google Play Store. We'll sponsor this, Nick. No, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I just uh, found. I was just. I think I bought. I was just on the App Store for some for no reason. Just I was bored, and I found. Um, what is it called? Give me two seconds just to look up the name of this. Come on down to Mad Max's Man Meat. Do you need meat? Don't care where it comes from? Mad Max's Man Meat's got your man meat for you. Man Meat? Mad Max Man Meat. <laughs> like straight it. from the Thunderdome. You can get these Thunder Thighs straight from the Thunderdome. Only 10 caps 99. Can you believe it? Genuine Thunder Thighs from a huge whale-sized woman. Oh man, if you want Man Meat, but not necessarily a man's meat. <laughs> <laughs> The Lovecraft Collection, Volume One. Ooh! It is, uh, I guess, the first in a series of of uh, animated uh, read-along Love H.P. Lovecraft stories, like short stories. My interest has been pricked. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this one is uh, this story is the thing in the cave, which is a story I've not read before by Lovecraft, but it's uh, basically. <clears throat> It works very well for the medium because you're reading a. It's like a like an ebook essentially. So you'll be reading an ebook, but it's a bit more stylized. It looks like it's old like old book pages, but it has little like animated um, pictures in it and stuff, and mm-hmm. little interactive elements to it. Uh, so you basically follow this man's journey through like a haunted cave. Not a haunted cave. That's just lame. <laughs> you follow this man's journey. Through this cave where he believes uh, kind of an ancient race of beings used to live. And it kind of, because he becomes terrified of the dark and can hear things around him. As you t- as you, you can tap on the pages and like shadows will appear and like jump and there'll be noises. Like you can, you basically you do it with your headphones on because it's like, you know, like a little surround sound That's thing. super immersive. That's it's really, really cool. Um, and like there's little like screams go off in the background Aww. and there's like a little soundtrack to it. It's a really cool idea. Um, it's free to buy. You can just pick it up. That's good. Man. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it. Uh, the Lovecraft Collection. So this is volume one. So I assume they're going to do a second one. Um, I couldn't tell you the names of the guys who did it. Good guys. I think they're Italian. Good guys. Uh, Italian or Spanish or European? European. It's very good. Um, that was a big, that was a decent little twenty minutes of my of my week. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, got a little Lovecraft story. Got to see some cool pictures. Uh, interact with a few things. There's like uh, bits where he's like uh, he's holding a lantern, and you can move his hand around, and he you can see different parts of the cave. Uh, you like tap on a door that like crumbles open, and like bats fly out. You're like, whoa, it's scary. Um, and I was like, uh, yeah, it's cool. That's really good, man. Yeah, please. Oh, that was a fun little find. Um, and a massive chalice, I played as well. That rings a bell, but it's a double fine. Right. Who are that kind of, uh, you know, they did uh, Tim Schafer's lot. And they, um, they did um, Grim Fandango. Psychonauts. Psychonauts. Yeah. So they brought out like a. It's a turn-based strategy RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, set in a little imaginary kingdom, 
uh, and it's got a very Game of Thrones-esque vibe to it. Because basically the idea is you need to protect this kingdom for 300 years, or uh, because it's under attack by some evil force. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes over little separate, like... Uh, there's little counties to the kingdom, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you have to build, like, castles and fortresses, and you have to basically create lineages and families, like noble families. Mm-hmm. Um, and the aesthetic's very cool. I say Game of Thrones, again, because it's all about kind of, like, you know, medieval, like, fantasy families protecting the realm. Yeah. And uh, the aesthetic is very much like... It's like the opening credits to Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. Uh, so it look, the map looks a bit like that, and all the, all the character models, they look like little marionettes. So it's got a nice little storybook feel to it, but um, you—they're basically like there's four different classes. Like one's like a sort of melee guy. You get a sort of guy who throws potions and poisons people. You get like a hunter and uh, like a stealth dude. But the, all the as you basically pair up different heroes to have children and carry on the family line, like they're essentially their uh, their classes mix. So you'll have like a mix of like a hunter and a stealth guy or a, or a you know, a strong brutish melee guy. And like a stealthy like poisoner. Mm-hmm. So it's a really cool idea, just sort of like, you know, keeping a kingdom going for three hundred years. Similar idea to uh, to Reigns that we talked about. Yeah. A wee while ago. Um and it's quite cool. It was on sale. No, it wasn't on sale. I got it in a humble bundle. Oh, Humble Bundle. Just because, uh, shout out to Humble Bundle. Actually, yeah, you don't even need to sponsor us. We love you. Yeah, Humble Bundles are good. One um, of these things, just so, segue. Uh-huh. Um, Humble Bundle is just one of these things that's just a pure force for good in the world. Yeah, Humble Bundle. They're I've just, got, just goodies. A lot of time for Humble Bundle. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so that was basically, it was a double fine thing. So I do, I have Grim Fandango. Yeah. Not played it yet. Uh, I've got a bunch, of, I've got, um... There's a bunch of their other like little ones. I think they came out with one quite recently, which I've also got. But you know when you buy a Humble Bundle, it's got like seven games in it, and you're like, I want that one. So I'll buy it for that, and I'll just do the rest later. That's how. That's basically how my Steam library is filled up. It's got about 10 million, and you've played five. Yeah, because I only buy... <laughs> yeah, I only play about one in ten. Um, yeah, so Massive Chalice is cool. Very cool idea, but it's really slow. Again, it's slow-paced. Like, the turns take ages. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's no way to kind of, like, speed it. You can't, like, click to skip things. Right. It's a, it, it feels like I do a lot of waiting around for stuff because you are literally waiting for, like, for the kingdom to be to be saved. Um, the idea is that the, ma- the massive chalice, which is the name of the game, uh, contains, like, two, like, gods or spirit beings and they're, like, your guides to the world. They take you through a tutorial uh, and they love to talk. You know, they have these little, like, humorous inputs to everything you do and you're just like shut up i just want to do the thing and you've been talking for like three minutes just to tell me that i clicked the button that's bad it's kind of annoying i mean it's it's, i think it's trying to be charming but it doesn't really land right it doesn't really stick it um so yeah i mean that's cool i'm gonna play a bit more of that but it's it's a bit of a time sink Mm. you know it's just sort of like i've got already got total war warhammer is my is my go-to time sink at the moment yeah they released like that's a, a biggie yeah they keep releasing dlc they're pumping out dlc for total war like crazy and a lot of it is just free it's one of these things i think that it's quite easy to build dlc for strategy games like that well that's the thing you can just reskin an army and pump them in army, that's yeah. what they, that's what um and it can be completely mechanically doing. different yeah just throwing different rules and i think that's 
I think Total War are the only ones that I know that are doing that sort of thing. What I would love to see is an Age of em- a modern Age of Empires 2 with that kind of DLC in it. That yeah. would be incredible. That would be very cool. Man, what happened to Age of Empires, eh? Got, went, they brought out a little weird free-to-play that, browser that, game. Have you seen it? Yes. Absolute Shocking. state of affairs. Shocking, mate. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, well, it's bound to happen. Remember the... Uh, I mean, I already spoke about Dungeon Keeper. I won't bring it up. No, no, no. We don't say, <laughs> we don't say that in this fall. No. Um, yeah, so that's just the thing. It's, it's, it's a bit of a time sink, so I just put it up and I'm going to spare like five minutes. I'd like to check that out. It's actually. cool, it's, isn't it? It's an interesting very idea. Much, you're hitting my buttons with it. It's something I certainly enjoy. I enjoy. Yeah, check it out. Kingdom Massive building, um, class mixing, all that sort of yeah. stuff. Love it. Um, and uh, yeah, but yeah, so as I say, Total Wars has been taking up more time because they released a new, a new orc army, which is... As I, as we said, essentially a reskin. Yeah. But uh, the the main leader is like a it's like a crazy shaman. So instead of like a big brutish melee guy, he can just like cast spells and stuff. And it's and it, you're you're the savage orcs as well. So you could um, you could play as I'm getting really into deep into Warhammer nerd nerd them here. But uh, you used to be able to play as uh, savage orcs, which are essentially just orcs, but just you know no Mental. armor. No fucks given. Just <laughs> war paint. They just charge into battle with two axes. Like, um, but uh, yeah, this army, this new army, kind of specialises in that, and it focuses on like basically your your casting spells on the orcs to buff them. Right. So they're just mental. You just send waves and waves, and like one of your opening units, like usually it takes a long time. You have to work through all the tech trees to unlock this unit. But right at the beginning, you get a giant. And, you just, and I haven't used them yet, because I'm only really early into the campaign, so it's easy just to send guys to smash little troops, so usually there's just this giant standing about on the battlefield. Just chilling. You just literally, like, I've taken screenshots where he's just, like, looking at people just being bashed about. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, it's like it hurts. But it is cool when you're having a bit of trouble, you can be like, alright, giant, and you come, and he just swaggers in, <laughs> sweeps, people go flying, oh, man. Yeah. I can I think I could talk about Total War Warhammer every week. We do every time we do this podcast, but I won't. Could, I, just, I mean, that could be that could be a, a regular segment if you like. Well, maybe the Warhammer segment. Patchy's Warhammer nerd out. Yeah, just to, just to get, just to get it off my chest. I'll just sit and listen. You can just put up with it for a little while. That's about, I'll pop another podcast in. <laughs> yeah. And I just stick another rat on the barbecue. Just so get this oh, cooking. Oh, he's going to talk about that. Oh. Well, hello there, my little cherubs. This is Mrs. Mother Hen again, just giving a little shout-out to one of our little missing soldiers, Mr. Tony Gulday, who died while pointing out minor inaccuracies between various podcasts. Sure, you're very clever at pointing out little details, but not so clever when you're wandering around listening to podcasts and falling into pits of spikes, laid as traps by the secret mutant spider society of the wasteland. <laughs> but to be more careful next time. Um. So, cinema segment. Now we're going into what the the projection vault, I guess. Yeah, we've got our own little home cinema because yeah. this is a media vault. Yeah, they've got the little cinema booth that they built back when the uh, JFK was around. Yeah, that's and it. they were worried about the bombs dropping back hundreds of years ago in the 60s, the 1960s, I guess. Not the 
2160s. <laughs> or the 2260s. Or the 20, okay, I'm not sure. Who knows what year it is? We've been here for ages. I'm going mad. Um, no, sorry. Um, Cinema Vault. Yes. I and There's one I know we've both talked about. We've both seen, and we can talk about that after. Okay. One I watched, kind of out the blue, but I'd like to talk about, is Maleficent. Oh, you saw Maleficent? Male- Male- Maleficent. 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 I think it's Maleficent. Okay, cool. Doesn't matter. Um, Maleficent. 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 Let's go Maleficent. 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 The one with Angelina Jolie. That's the one. <laughs> Angelina Jolie plays the evil witch called Maleficent. I like your work. <laughs> yes. What do you think of Maleficent? I saw it when it was in the cinema. You saw it? Yeah. I really liked it. It was pretty cool, eh? It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's lots of, like, there's lots of undertone there. About, like, you know, like, rape and, like, mm. misogyny. There's a lot of that going on yeah, under these, the surface. Yeah, these, all these uh, fairy tale, Disney fairy tale remakes are, uh, are are getting a bit more mature, I believe, as their audience has grown up. Yeah, oh, because, of course, there's the Beauty and the Beast coming out. Beauty and the Beast looks... is coming out, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to say, I thought it was amazing. Like, I thought it was really very good, other than the Scottish King actor. His accent was a travesty. Scottish king actor in my life. I don't remember that. Well, the the, the guy who like chopped <clears> off her <throat> wings and was a total bastard. Yeah. Oh, he was a Scotsman. Like, and I think he, I think he genuinely is a Scottish actor. But it's like, it's almost worse for me when a Scottish person puts on a Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly he's like, oh, knockin', knockin', knockin'. Han Solo. It's like you were wanted by the Kanza Club. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Do you remember Kanza Club? Aye, I remember that guy. Tell that the Kanza Club. It's like, mate, you're not a dwarf. You're from fucking Dunbar. Mm. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Dunbar. I'm the king of Dunbar. But yeah, other than that, I thought, I thought it was brilliant. I really liked how they you know, fed in the idea that, like, he chopped off her wings and how they don't like iron and just, like, little bits of lore yeah, that just, just made the world more sense. Things. Yeah, yeah. I hardly remember that. It was ages ago I saw it, but I remember liking it. Uh, I liked it also. Really pretty. And um, my only sort of criticism of it is, like, please don't open a film with child actors. Child actors aren't very good. They're never very good. Don't have a ten-minute segment at the start where it's just them. Get, Is it Maleficent as a child? Yeah. And she gets called like a bitch or something yeah do, like do that in a flashback man Aye. like you don't fit in with us Maleficent you're an evil witch well no it's not oh cause it's the three fairies yeah but they're yeah. I don't really I don't really understand the three fairies shtick either cause they kinda just turn coat on Maleficent and they, it's never really explained why well I'd never trust a fairy that's what you had bad experiences that's what mechanic, magical beings that's before. what Mike the mechanic told me <laughs> went out to get my car fixed I, I wouldn't listen to Mike he's got uh, certain prejudices he does he's a little bit, he's, he's a bit I mean great at fixing cars man he fixes a good a good car but, I mean tell, tell you what but he's got his opinions are a bit wine a little bit I wouldn't introduce him to Segway Mutant that's all I'm going to say I know I don't think they'd get on although the thing is Segway Mutant would probably try really hard he's like a lovely he's guy a lovely guy lovely oh, man I've got loads of time for Segway Mutant well, he uh, he probably would have loads of time for us too, but he, I don't think he can switch the segue off. <laughs> he seems trapped. <laughs> Maybe his curse, his personal curse, well, doomed to ride the segue forever. We wish you the best, Segway Moon. Yeah, Newton. Cool. And uh, Maleficent, great film. Maleficent, very good. Uh, again, I kind of I don't know if it really started that trend for Disney movies coming back. There was probably a couple before that. Per- perhaps, but I re- that's the big one that stuck in my head. Yeah, because then Jungle Book done it. Yeah. Which um, was incredible. I'd still not seen it. It's Jungle. It's Tiger Luther. 
Yeah, no, I I love Idris Elba and I love tigers and I like bears. So I like Bill Murray. I love the Jungle Book. I just not seen <laughs> the Jungle Book. So there you go. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll talk about. I'm that waiting for a Robin Hood remake. Holy! With all CGI animals. That'd be totally awesome. That'd be cool, eh? Yeah, man. So just get on that, or maybe a Bed Knobs and Broomsticks great remake. Never again. <laughs> Do you not like Bed Knobs and Broomsticks? That, that film needs to be erased from the history. I'd like to talk about my new segment, Save Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, my one of my favorite Disney films. Okay, right. I, I, I think we're friends. We've been in this fault together for a long time. Should we go? Do watch? not save Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Why? Do you not like it? Do you honestly not like I, it? I will go head to head with you on this. That, is, <laughs> I think that it's film right. is an absolute tragedy. I think it's an absolute jolly traips it's through a, magic. It's a jolly disaster. It should be tried in the Hague for being a oh, fucking war crime. It's got Lansbury in it. It's awful. It's got Mr. Banks out of Mary it's Poppins. It's just bad. It's got a cartoon lion. Hey, at least the kids in it are better than the kids in Mary Poppins. Okay, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. The little boy, he's like a little cheeky cockney. Yeah. We can we can maybe you you could try and start a campaign and I'll start an, an anti campaign. All right, next week, next episode. All right, next episode. Look out for me trying to. We'll have a little debate. Hashtag down with B and B. So we have a B and B. I don't like staying overnight in places. <laughs> Your breakfasts are shit. No, uh, we should have a little film debate. Okay. So I'll talk about what's good about bed knobs and broomsticks. Oh, could be a segment. Film off. Yeah, film off. Good old fashioned film. Why off. don't you film off? Ooh, you, I like that. You. Oh, it could be totally punchy. Why don't you film off? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> this week, but okay, let's, I'll write, I'll make a note of that. But, but that's for that's own. for next week, listeners. <laughs> so what the what the hell was I talking about? Um, right. So Segway Mutant came in and just shook me, <laughs> just <laughs> shook me like a newborn just baby. Wrecked the place. <laughs> um, should we just move on to Doctor Strange? Um. Yes. I have a grape in my mouth. <laughs> 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 we found grapes. I'm starting to grow grapes in the bottle. <laughs> grapes in the bottle, although a bit vinegary, but they're all right. <laughs> so, so shall we talk about Doctor Strange? I go on then. Um, uh, I I liked Doctor Strange. I Next. liked Doctor Strange. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. No. Um. I no. So Doctor Strange, yeah. Um. It's very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's visually very appealing. God, it looks nice, doesn't it? It looks very cool. Very psychedelic. They should have spent more time on the psychedelic stuff than on the Inception stuff. Because every time... Before before Doctor Strange came out, all people were saying was, Oh, it's Inception with capes. And I was like, well, it looks like that, but we've not seen it yet. Yeah. But what they should have done is spent more time on... like I've seen so much cool fan art fan posters using like the trippy psychedelic you know 1970s album art cover stuff which is amazing but I feel all this distracts from the fact that it's another origin story with Tony Stark Jr. quipping his way around the Marvel verse you know like I liked it I loved it but I came out and I was like wait a minute I've seen this before. Well, you need to have the establishing film. Like Marvel Do ha- you? Marvel have a process. Why? Why? Because Marvel have managed to build a cinematic universe. DC have not. And they've managed to do this by following a very strict process. 
So go on. The the process is if you're establishing a main character who will have a main series and play a part in main films, they have an origin film. I see where you're getting, where you're going, but it I just don't... it has to exist because to avoid the the. I think the, the, to avoid the Batman versus Superman problem of having to explain stuff that should have been explained previous. So because they've done this establishing film, mm-hmm. that means they can just throw Doctor Strange and stuff and they don't need to explain anything. I seems like just a waste of time to do that. Though. It's not a waste of time because it's... Why couldn't they jump in? Because I don't know anything about Doctor Strange, really, apart until I saw the film. I would have been happy if they had done maybe like 15 minutes max of origin and then been like, here he is, he's Doctor Strange, I... the Sorcerer Supreme. Well, the thing is, a lot of it goes against what's already in the established universe. Like, I guess why would we start suddenly be like, oh, so there's magic now? Like literal it's, magic. There's actual magic. There's, I suppose because there's Thor- actual there's flying magicians. What the fuck? Because I suppose Thor would be like, you would call it magic, but we call it science. And then what? Like seven years, six, five years later, to Doctor Strange, it's magic. Yeah, we have magic. Like it needs yeah. to happen. It's just a, you, they're following a process, and it's very clear. But it's like now that's done, they can use Doctor Strange in more interesting ways. Yeah, and uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> If you stuck around past the end credits, you'll see that he will just be dropping in to Thor's next adventure. Yeah. Which is cool. I'm excited for a non-Avengers team-up. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited Thor for Thor and Hulk. Thor, Hulk, and Doctor Strange all in a movie together. Where it's not like trying to save the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Which, I mean, an Infinity Stone will turn up. Which is like... No, I think all five have been located. There's six. Because one goes in the middle of the hand. Oh. There's one, so you get one on the thumb, one on the four fingers, and one goes in the hand, and that's the sixth. And they're the that's the gauntlet. Stuff. That's the gauntlet. Right, so we've got... There was the Guardians of the Galaxy one. That was located. Tesseract and the, the Revengers. Tesseract. Um, the, the Doctor Strange medallion one. Yeah, which, come on. Like, that really annoyed me. What would you expect... From an infinity stone. But that is very comic booky. That is the kind of thing no. that would happen. No. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it is, but no, though. Like, I th- why couldn't they just have been like, well, it's a weird stone, and you don't? I think we've seen anyone who's seen enough Marvel at this point, which is pretty much. Come on, everyone's going to see Marvel movies. If you're if you're going to see Doctor Strange, you've probably seen every single other Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Why do you need someone being like, this is? Literally, actually, an Infinity Stone. Look, we have the next one, guys. Here it, it is. was as it was off the cuff. Okay, no, I disagree. I think it needs to be established firmly that it was an Infinity Stone. If he was, but to, I think what they could have done is like some kind of se- segment that like focused in on it. Yeah, and if he had like opened Stone. up the Eye of Agamotto and it was a gem inside it, yeah, that'd been fine. Yeah, if he goes, oh, there's a weird gem in here, yeah. and then they'd be like, don't open that up. That's a dangerous gem. But the fact that like. He said specifically. And why is, like, in Guardians of the Galaxy, they refer to them as Infinity Stones, right? So why on Earth, like, not like why on Earth? Because they're transdimensional sorcerers. Yeah, but why do they also call them Infinity Stones? Why don't they go, oh, they're the mystery gems or something weird like that? Right. 
let me let me deconstruct that bullshit argument right now. That was a bad argument. I why do, why do they all call them Infinity Stones? Because comic books, Patrick. Why do they not all speak different languages? Don't talk to me about comic books. <laughs> I'm the king of comic books. You might be the king of comic books, but you're not the king of logical consistency, you fanny. That's true. That's probably why no one reads my <laughs> comic books except Scarlet. Why does a raccoon... <laughs> Why does a raccoon speak the same language, which happens to be English, as uh, as? Because they've all got the little the little uh, uh, babelfish in their ear, don't they? The, the little babelfish. Yeah. All right, Arthur Dent. That's the that's the equivalent. The Marvel. They all speak the same because they shot Peter Quill with a dart when he was a boy, and now he can speak th- uh, common, <laughs> which is D and D. They call it an Infinity Stone because comic books. Yeah. It's as simple as that. It just bugged me. I, I no, I understand. Do you understand why it bugged it me? It lacked subtlety. Yeah. It lacked subtlety. And I think actually that's my main criticism of Doctor Strange. I feel, <laughs> well, I feel a lot of it did lack subtlety. And I'm not saying in the big psychedelic sequences and stuff like that, that's deliberately lacking subtlety and that's cool. Mm. I think the stuff like the, the ham-handed attempts at humour and stuff, like... I agree with uh, that. Like the references to Beyonce and then, then the librarians listening to Beyonce. It's like... Yeah. It's, it's like... like oh, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it was like, guys, come on. Come on. Like, we know you're funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, you've spent the better part of 10 years being, being funny. funny like, so. Come on, guys. I, I trust you. It's cool. Um, so, yeah, that was my, my only issue with it. it felt, some of it felt a bit forced. But I think now it's established... You can just do on it awesome stuff, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see more Doctor Strange because I think he's an interesting character. <clears throat> um, but as I've said, I just had some hang-ups with how the film was executed. But ugh. I was happy with it. I was I was very happy with yeah, it. Yeah, I was entertained. I was entertained. But could this be the start? I feel this could be the start of Marvel fatigue setting in. Mm, I've heard this said before, and I don't believe it. I heard this said when the second Avengers came out. Well, I mean, are you feeling the Marvel fatigue? Because it's, I think it's personal. Absolutely not. Give me more Marvel. Yeah, I just feel like it's. I don't know, because I I keep going to see all the Marvel films, and every time I come out, I'm like, there's another Marvel film that Although, was entertaining. My most favorite. My most favorite. Oh, my English. No, that's true. Favorite test isn't a my word. favorite. Would oh, yeah. be the correct okay. English. I mean, you could have several favorites. That's one's your most favorite. Hmm. I segue me. <laughs> <laughs> Grammatical segue. You've got your glasses on, segue me. Yeah. Uh, my favourite Marvel film was Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. because it was away from the main universe and it could be a bit more fun. Different. Different. Like my favourite was um, Winter Soldier. Because it was different. Because it's different. It's like a th- like a governmental spy thriller. Yeah. Doesn't there's no Infinity Stone involved? Captain America's just trying to figure out who the hell is trying to kill him. Yeah. He goes, oh man, it's Bucky. Who's trying to kill me? Everyone. Yeah, oh, it turns out everyone's trying to kill me because I'm Captain Bloody America. Um, Captain Bloody America. Oh, it bloody again. oh. <laughs> Saving the world again. Hey, I'm just Captain America here. <laughs> hey, just stop trying to kill him. I'm just trying to save your just, goddamn world. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm, I'm fucking just saving the world. I've got a shield. I, I throw it real far. <laughs> I did like that in uh, Civil War. As much as I didn't like Civil War, I did sort of like... Who was it that hit you, Peter? It's like, oh, that guy, Steve from Brooklyn. I was like, Because uh. they were like, where are you from, Queens? Oh, Brooklyn. <laughs> hey, Brooklyn. I'm Captain America. I'm, I'm walking, walking here. here. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, winner. Right. Why doesn't Chris Evans have that voice? Shall we move on from Marvel? Because I feel that every time we talk about Marvel, we end up in a, like, 
endless <laughs> loop of Marvel chat. Just like Doctor Strange did Ooh. at the end of the movie. Which is like, oh, sorry, two points, two more points. Okay. <laughs> One, that's hardcore. Yeah, that he would just do that. Die forever. That's hardcore, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, that shows that he learned his lesson. Yeah. Also... And I'm not selfish anymore. This isn't just, um, like, in a Marvel thing. This is a cinema thing, right? See in the after credits scene where we saw the um, original master of the... I can't, I can't remember. Oh, what yeah, the guy that cured his legs with magic. Yeah. Wow. And then he pulled the leg magic away and crippled the guy. Yeah. Seeing a man get crippled is really... It, like, made me really uncomfortable. It's like, I've seen countless deaths. I've seen, like, um, rapes. I've seen horrible stuff in media. Mm-hmm. But, like, seeing someone get crippled is... It was really horrible. And I'd never... I don't think I've ever watched that before. I, I think that's think maybe credit to the to the to the actors, maybe yeah. because the guy does seem like, oh shit, my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, like he did it better than that. He was like, ah, I used to walk, but now I can't. It was it was like it was really quite distressing. Yeah, and I was like, that's good. That's good chops, boys. Yeah, well, you know, that's um, that just shows that um, twelve years a slave is is now evil wizard next <laughs> <Yeah>. bad guy <laughs> it's just uh, you know you're slave for 12 years you're gonna get pretty, you're gonna angry, get pretty about angry about it right yeah. uh, no I liked how he was see that's that's the thing that was a cool twist because I thought oh here we go another black sidekick for another Marvel yeah. guy but then he was like no I don't like what you're doing fuck you guys this, this is you're dumb not, you're not following the rules hey we got a certain set of rules here it's called a walk in here <laughs> 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 yeah basically like he was like these are the rules though you can't break the rules it's like well, yeah but we saved the world but no the rules, world wouldn't though. need saving if you didn't break the rules you goddamn moron you goddamn animal I'm walking here <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> okay. oh, I'm gonna get another six rules in before <laughs> um, so shall we move on to our topic of the week yeah alright how to light a fire under your ass. <laughs> and get back to work. <laughs> Fucking get brewing here. I am Mikey, the wasteland mechanic. You know, I got a, I got a lot of fixing to do. I go around. I, uh, I don't raid. I just drive around. I drive, a, I drive a pickup truck around the wasteland. I pick up bits of dirt. I see a broken car. There's a lot of broken cars. I fix them. Sometimes they don't always work. Some have spikes on them. Hey, Mikey! Hey, Mikey! This guy's just—he's brought his car to the shop. He wants—he wants some chains on the on the tires again. Okay, you gotta go out. You gotta find some chains. Here's what you gotta do. You gotta go find the nearest crane. And you gotta dismantle it. You gotta get some chains. You bring those chains to me. I'll put them on. What? Just a question, sir. Why'd you want chains on your car? Well, essentially, what what I like to do is I like to find groups of children. And then, when I've got chains on my tyres, I like to r- drive straight over them, and mince them right up, and then I, I drink the sort of muddy bloody mulch with a straw. You're another one of those goddamn cannibals! <laughs> uh, Sorry, you see the sign, no, no cannibal service here! Uh, we don't serve no man meat, we don't serve no man meat eaters! <laughs> Only the pure-blooded rat-eating types Survivors, we we kill our we kill our meat legitimately. Rats, stray dogs, maybe sometimes a kitten got in here once. I fell in love with it a little bit, but I got hungry. I had to eat it. Hey, Mike, Mike, you want me to put this uh, cannibal freak show out of here? Yeah, you show him the door. You show him the door, Johnny. You get him. You get him the hell out of here. We don't want no cannibals here. 
No cannibals. You hear? You hear, Mikey? It's it's his shop. No cannibals in here. You take your you take your freaking chain kill child killing car and get out of here. So come down uh, to Mikey the Mechanics Wasteland Auto Repair Shop today. We'll fit you with anything you want in your car. Disclaimer: No cannibals. No dogs. Cause I like saying dogs. <laughs> no goddamn dirty mutants. <laughs> I don't want those mutants in here stinking up my goddamn garage. Mike, Mikey, I don't think we can say that about mutants anymore. Why is that? I think it's racist. Racist, those mutants ain't a race, that's why they call mutants. Damn, one time a mutant came here, I'll tell you what he did. I'll tell you what I told. Hey, don't cut me off! Westworld. Westworld. Man, what? what a show Westworld is. Holy shit, Holy Westworld. Yeah, man, it's really good. I did not expect that. Well, everyone was like, oh, Westworld's so good. And I was like, it'll be all right. Yeah, but people say, oh my God, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. It's so good. Yeah, people say, they're also, people say Doctor Strange is really nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange is pretty good. Go see Doctor Strange, guys. Um, yeah, Westworld. Wow, what a show. Yeah. Like, that was, came out, didn't come out of nowhere, obviously. I, well, I've watched all of it. I've watched all seven episodes that are out now. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, I didn't. I, like, I I was really impressed. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm watch, I've kind of been binge-watching it as much as I can. But I think I stopped. I'm, like, 20 minutes into episode six. Oh, man. Because uh, I got sidetracked ahead. Vault so, business to attend to, but um, vault business. I mean, sometimes you gotta clean up the grease or patch the holes. Yeah, I guess you gotta patch stop, them holes. Stop the radiation getting in. Yeah. Um. So, to our listeners who haven't watched Westworld yet, go and watch it. Go and watch come it. Back, come back. Come back. Pause the now. podcast for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> Although some of you definitely won't do that. So, yeah. um, what it essentially is, and this is. As spoiler-free as I can make it, but this will contain some spoilers. Okay, so... Spo- Ma- small spoilers. May I touch on the issue of spoilers? Okay. I don't know if there's much to spoil in terms of Westworld. Because the information you get about Westworld itself, mm-hmm. the Westworld, every episode you learn something new. Yeah. But it's not like, oh my god, so-and-so died. Holy shit, I can't believe that happened. It's just like... At the end of every episode, I was just thinking, I, I wanted to watch more because I wanted to find out more about the world mm-hmm. rather than like, I have to see what happens next. Yeah. I have to, I need to find out why so-and-so is dead because no one's really died yet. Yeah. Um, because as is established in the first episode, like they can't really die. So the peril, because when you take away, like we said about walking simulators, if you take away the, 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 the threat of death, becomes quite boring yeah but the compelling thing in this is the robot some of the uh robot animatronic cowboys which make up the uh the 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 denizens of westworld they start realizing that they are that something's not right Mm -hmm. and they have little psychological tics it's like a psychological thriller i thought well yeah just quickly so we We should probably explain what westworld is we should give a little so minor spoiler ding so I know that there isn't much to spoil, but people are very sensitive about this sort of issue. So minor spoiler ding here. Yeah, if um, you haven't, if you want to watch Westworld without knowing what happens, just just go watch it. Now. Go watch it. Um, so Westworld is a theme park um, set in the world west, wild west. 
um, where all of the characters within the theme park are essentially NPCs. They are NPCs made flesh. And you can do whatever you like with them. They, are, they each have branching storylines. You can kill them. You can fuck them. You can do whatever you want. Um, and they'll just be taken off the park, fixed up, and put straight back out there. And they behave like people within fixed parameters. They have the same flesh as people. That's established that they are made out of the same stuff as us. Or like 3D printed or something. Yeah. However, they are programmed to never hurt people. Basic sort of Asimov rules. And to follow strict parameters that are within their story arcs. Um, so they basically pr- behave as NPCs within any game. Yeah. And they get reprogrammed to do different things over the years. And, and the, um, the, w- the plot of Westworld basically follows... A number of characters within this and how this theme park functions. I think that's the best way to describe what it is. Yeah, because you don't really learn so much about the characters. You just learn about what's going on in the park. Mm. Which I thought is a very interesting take on it. Um, because also, it's not... Is it, is, it na- is it named after the... I think it's a 1987 film, Westworld? Was the, the fellow who wrote Jurassic Park mm. wrote a book called Westworld. Right. Because there was a film called Westworld. Well, I mean, this might be it. Might be Related. the same IP. Yeah. You know, they made a film of Westworld. Maybe it didn't go so well. Wait till whoever made it loses the rights. Snatch up the rights. Make Jurassic Park with cowboys. Everyone's a winner. Anyway, so that was the episode six of the podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that established. What did you think about it? Yeah, that was very good. Um, compelling is the word I'd use. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, um, I mean, it's HBO's new show to kind of fill time while Game of Thrones is away, but it's not, it doesn't, so, but it's very different from Game of Thrones in that, like I said before, you're not being like, oh my god, I can't believe Stannis Baratheon done that to someone. You're thinking, oh, what's going on in this park? Yeah. Like, what does this mean? Why? They're all, all the robots are having crazy flashbacks to when they were playing different roles. And they don't know what that's about. They think they're having nightmares. In fact, they are told that they're just having nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all about basically the robots discovering who they are, uh, what they are. A couple of them, anyway. They don't all just rise up. There's like what apparent essentially glitches yeah. in the system. Um, yeah, but like, uh, and Anthony Hopkins is great in it. He plays like the ultimate dungeon master. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, I've created this exact scenario just the way I want it and everyone will love it. And uh, as someone who has a, been a DM in the past, that's like the top dream. Just create scenarios for people to play despite the fact that they will ignore that completely and just have sex with all your robots. Yeah. Just constantly. Which really kind of annoyed me when I was watching it. Because one of the characters said like they're paying, what, like four grand a day to be there. And there's like all this stuff you could do. You could go on this wild west adventure. You could hunt bandits. You could, you could go. You could go. You could be a bandit. You could like, you know, there's the old man who's like, I have this treasure map. If you follow me, we can find the treasure. And the guy's just like, Nah, I just want to have sex with prostitutes. I was like, You paid four grand a day, man. Go have a fun adventure. If you want a prostitute, just go sleep with a prostitute. It costs you, I don't know how much a prostitute costs. Maybe less than four grand. Jesus Christ. Uh, but I suppose the, the upside of a sex robot is uh, no strings attached. Maybe no... Uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> One of my big highlights here is, can we talk about sex, boss? I think we just did. Well, yeah, I know, because it's like... Do you want a moral conversation about whether it's okay to have sex with one of these characters in Westworld or not? No, because I feel that it is established that that is what a lot of them are built for. So it's like, until, as one of the characters is becoming, until you become aware of what your purpose is, Mm -hmm. then it's pretty wrong. But like, I feel it's established that this has been going for years. This is just a thing that you do, and they're all essentially slaves. I think it's a very there's lots of there's lots of little. But metaphors are they in there. are they slaves? Here's the here's the ethical conundrum. Oh, here that I think this this rises uh-huh. raises rather. So I heard a t- conversation about this on a, another podcast actually called Hello Internet, um, and they talked about the idea of toaster. Mm-hmm. So say you invoked sentience upon a toaster using advanced technology. Yeah. And you gave it consciousness, you gave it everything, but you programmed it so that it felt absolute elation at the idea of making a toaster, making toast. That's kind of cute. Now, it's, it, ostensibly, <laughs> this toaster is still a slave. Uh-huh. It's a slave to our bidding. It can't but do, he loves making toast. It can't do anything we, we, it, we won't let it. But it loves making toast, and when it's decommissioned, it loves the idea of being decommissioned. It doesn't care. It, it thinks this is perfect. Well, is it the Mr. Meeseeks problem from Rick and Morty? Well, no, I, I, we could enter that, but let, let's not get into that, because that's, that's, that's a bit more of a difficult conversation. No, because the Meeseeks, they just want to do their job. Um, and when they don't do their job, they're unhappy. But a toaster can make toast. So let's. It, it's programmed so it's happy in a neutral state. It's happy making toast. It's elated to die. It doesn't care. Okay. It's happy with all of this. So net utility has been increased. There is more joy in the closed this closed universe as a result of invoking consciousness on this toaster. Mm. So is it a bad thing that it's a slave? Is that an ethical question? Because Just it's... as when we talk about these sex robots, uh-huh. um, it's touched on that they're, um, they're, they're wiped at the end of each day. They don't have... They don't have an idea of guilt. They don't have an idea of consciousness. They don't have an idea of self-awareness. And they're kind of... They're happy to do what they do. And they're DTF as well. I mean, come on, this. So, <laughs> so is it is it ethically wrong? I guess or is, invo- in, is giving them a clear purpose and allowing them to fulfill it not an ethical kindness? An ethical... Almost it becomes like an ethical obligation. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I suppose the other characters i mean it's not all sex robots let's not get ahead of ourselves here there's like there are bandits there's ranchers there's like a sheriff there's all kinds of characters they're all it's not a th- chest world hey, uh, breast was, world oh come on that was, it was right there yeah. okay yeah, I, 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 I saw that I saw you, you win this it. you win this world it's like you drop you drop your wallet on the ground i'm like oh. here sir here's your wallet that's <laughs> what i did that's, that's the joke equivalent thanks man um it's all right i'm always here for you man uh, <laughs> uh, yeah so exactly so they're all I guess they're all kind of happy to be doing what they're doing until until there was changing in their programming yeah they're like hey wait a minute but that that completely the, the change there that completely changes the ethical uh, equation if there was one. and that's what makes Westworld so interesting that's what makes it so interesting yeah. um, I found like ostensibly the whole film second time I've said the word ostensibly in this podcast that must mean we're intellectuals oh getting into book club territory <laughs> no book club this week <laughs> well I did talk about love Chris. it's about game design which mm-hmm. I love and what I found so interesting just with you saying this this is actually 
I think it just confirms what my suspicions were beforehand, is when you said you don't really care about the individual narratives. Yeah. And they actually make a sort of thing about this within the show, how there is this basically impotent designer, narrative designer, who makes all these narratives, and no one cares. Yeah. He's making these long-arching narratives, and no one cares. Just as us, as the viewer don't really care about narratives. All we want to do is learn more about the world. We want to learn more about how the game functions. We want to test the limits, just as you would in any open sandbox game. And just like the quote-unquote villain yeah. does, who, I, who after a while, you're like, he's not really a villain. I thought the same thing. He's I not, think There's he... no antagonist. Yeah. I don't think there's any antagonist in Westworld. It is literally everyone is just trying to find out what the hell is going on in Westworld? Because yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I actually suspect he is trying to emancipate them. Yeah, because he understands how the park works and he's clearly been there many times before. Yeah. So he's, every, I, think, I feel like every time he's gone to the park, he's gotten closer and closer to his goal. Yeah. And this is the first time he's gotten like really close to it and that's why Hopkins is like, here, just slow it down. Well, he doesn't say so there. I guess he says good luck to you. Ah, he does. Which is cool. Um, so, like, because at first you're like, oh, he's going to be a villain. But, in fact, he's just... He's on his, on his fucking vacation, as which is what he said to a guy. Do you um, remember that? I thought that was cool. I'm on my fucking vacation. Because he, he goes around like a big badass villain cowboy going killing and scalping people. He does a rape at one point. Well, oh. We'll talk about that when you're done. Okay, but then like, there's that one young guy who's another visitor to the park. They're sitting in a little camp together, and he goes up, Hey, I want to say I'm a big fan of your work. You're really... Uh, all the foundation. Your, your foundation, your charity really saved my sister's life. And he's like, Leave me the goddamn heck alone. <laughs> I'm on my vacation, you poindexter. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he says a lot more fucks. But I no. don't think he did. He, he raped uh, Dolores. Uh, no, I probably don't. Because he drags her in, uh-huh. um, and you see that, and we are clearly forced to assume that it's a rape. However, later on, it's kind of shown that he took his knife out and he probably scalped her instead. Okay. Because um, there's a lot of that, alluding to the fact that he scalped loads of people. I thought he only scalped the one guy. No, that was the successful scalping. That was the one that had the oh, map. Oh, he found the map. But he scalped See? lots of people. Because it's like, he scalped... Um, Oh, I can't remember her name. Um, Thandie Newton's character. It, it was shown that he scalped her as well. Uh, I, I, I've, so, not seen, I've only seen the flashback where she's beginning to get scalped. Yeah. I didn't know that was him. It was him. Spoiler um, alert. I think... I, or I might have put this together, drawn this together. Maybe still, episode seven, but... Um, regardless, uh, what I think this raises as another ethical question is... See, when I thought it was that he dragged her into the barn and raped her... Mm-hmm. I was like, that's really bad. And it's like, even though they get reset, and even though this shouldn't, this technically, in this in the realm of this world, this is not an ethical Because question. he's not programmed to, to enjoy that's it. Still, yeah. That's still an issue. However, then I found out that he was, he had just, all he'd done is scalp her. He didn't rape her, he scalped her. That's fine. So, yeah, suddenly <laughs> my brain was like, it's okay, Robin, it's fine. It's like, <laughs> somehow in my brain, in fiction, rape is worse than murder. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Which is weird. And that's like something that I'd never been faced with before. Like, I've, obviously, I've, I've always felt a bit icky about rape. I'm not a big fan of it. I think it's I think it's pretty horrible. She's probably not, yeah. I don't but, <laughs> but logically, I'd always thought murder's worse. 
murders the that's the ultimate the ultimate, the ultimate that's the bad one that's that's the one that is banned everywhere but at least when you're murdered you don't have to live with the fact that you've been murdered for the rest of your life it's true you know? but ultimately i mean i imagine if anyone is raped they want to live so it's not worse but viewing it <laughs> like through through the lens of this fiction it feels worse, and I don't know why my brain views things that way. Because it's not logical. That doesn't make any logical sense. Yeah, uh, weird, isn't it? We're kind of we're straying away from talking you about play a quick game of Would You Rather. Um, but yeah, I, I just I found that very bizarre, and I'd never been faced with that before. And I was faced with that within Westworld. <laughs> Major question. Oh, speaking of um, that, you reminded me, because um, that scene happens again, but with the robot. Yeah, drags her in. That is Trevor from Grand Theft Auto Five. It's the it's the actor who plays Trevor. Like That's in the Trevor. First, in the first episode, I was like, "Ah, oh, it's Trevor," because I know what the actor looks like because he was in a YouTube video recently. He should have been in the pa- his pants or something. Yeah, uh, no, because you see, like Stephen, like because uh, you because he's got the big handlebar mustache, right? Yeah. And uh, in Grand Theft Auto Five, you can give them like you can give him a big handlebar mustache, and I was like, "That's just Trevor." That's Trevor. That's Stephen Ogg. Steven is the actor's Ogg. name? He looks like an og. Horse. <laughs> Big lad. <laughs> yeah, no, so I thought it was really cool. That is cool. Yeah, just Trevor shows up. A video game actor portraying a a prosthetic robot video game man. Brilliant. Um, Anthony Hopkins acting was yeah, it Hopkins is very good. just incredible. Um, I would recommend if anyone hasn't watched the Nerdwriter yet, we might. I think we might have talked about this in a previous. Nerdwriter. Nerdwriter. It's no, a, we have. Nerdwriter. He makes uh, video essays on YouTube, and he did one specifically about Anthony Hopkins acting in Westworld. Oh. And it's just incredible. It just shows how the man is a titan of acting. He's incredible. Oh, he's a good actor. Um, so yeah, we'll put that in the notes below. But I recommend watching that. Just, just incredible. Just watching him on screen. Just. How can he just have so much presence? He does. Steal, and he, he does steal the scene. He like, says so little. When yeah. you look at the amount of words he says, comparatively, he takes so much time over them, and it's it's so relaxed, mm. but so domineering. Just wonderful. So much presence in a man. Incredible. The um the little boy. That's that's clearly him. Is that's him as a little yeah. boy, isn't it? That's cool. That's, yeah, because he didn't. Obviously, say that, but uh, yeah, that does seem like yeah, it's a, him as a boy, because he uh, he turns up and sees uh, the the villain character because I don't remember his name. I'm gonna keep referring to him as the villain, uh, like hanging the guy from a tree and like bleeding him, and like a day later, Hopkins shows up. I feel like he might almost be like a surveillance camera. Like Hopkins can see what this boy is doing. Yeah, that would make sense. So, to move on to the things that I didn't like so much about it, which are few. Okay. One, I wish they'd explained the practicalities earlier. Which practicalities? Like, stuff like... So, I had the issue in my head of, like... So, if there's any risk of there, there being a glitch happening and um, something... Uh, their brain's breaking and... Why don't they just blend the fucking... Blend the old robot... New one from scratch, out into the park. Or why don't they have loads of them on backup? Oh, the same model? The exact same model. Something goes weird, blend it. New one. No, that's... Like, why is it... Like, because it's clearly not a cost thing. 
because they. I don't know if you're up to this, but this is a minor thing. It's explained that it was they moved to flesh because it was cheaper. Oh. So it's clearly this is cost effective. Uh huh. So if there's any risk whatsoever of something going wrong and damaging the integrity of the park as a whole, why not just like blend them all, like yeah, on a weekly basis, like. That, that sort of practicality doesn't make sense. Yeah, just have backup bars. And why haven't they, like, and if there's all these issues with legacy code, why don't they just have the code streamlined and rewritten? I mean, this happens in business and games all the time. You don't have don't, legacy code from 40 years ago unless you're a bank. Yeah, well, I don't really think, I don't really know that much about, about code, so it didn't really strike, it didn't really... It just, um, I, I found those practical, they're a little bit jarring, because I, I was like, that's just not how you'd run that business. Yeah, I mean... Like, even if there was a minute, a point one zero zero one percent chance of something happening and it causing your 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 sex robots to have sentience, yeah. then you would take all precautions against that. You wouldn't be able to insure... Like, I, 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 know, I think about insurance when I watch things like this. Yeah. You would not be able to insure any of that property unless you had done something to avoid that from happening. Yeah. However, I would argue... Um, because that's those. That's a good point, but then you don't really have the story. Yeah, there's that kind of classic argument of like, well, I mean, obviously it's very good to, you know. No, but even if they point, just, even if they brought in a, a what is it, a McGovern, a, Mac, a, a MacGuffin, a MacGuffin, and said, oh, we can't, we can't, um, the code's legacy because in the future we use a programming language that's like that. Well, I suppose. Yeah. Done. Done. Sorry. That. That's it's an infinity stone. Yeah. That sort of practicality, then I can just go, oh, fiction reason, mm. it's fine. And if they'd said, oh, we can't reuse their, they have a special thing in their brain, that means you can't just blend the old model. Right. Because it costs millions it, of dollars. Yeah, because it's like you've only got one and you have to make them unique and it would bankrupt the park. Yeah, fine. But yeah. they don't do that and it's like those things like stick in my brain like fucking splinters. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> it's really, it really bothers me. Um... But yeah, other than those tiny, tiny, minute complaints. Oh, and sorry, sorry, one more. I felt there was like a. There seems to be a focus in the later episodes on corporate bullshit, and um, like corporate tensions and stuff like that, and powerful business people talking powerful business stuff. Um, and I don't know whether this is just setting it up um, to be deliberately bothersome, so then Anthony Hopkins can be a badass and knock it all down, destroy the park. Yeah, or something like yeah. that. But. I just I don't know I just hate corporate bullshit in in all ways I hate when it's yeah. hate when it's in media I hate when it's in real life you can't do this because of the business oh because the board like any time yeah. the board is mentioned I just like part of me dies inside the board have questions that's what I liked in uh, the Dark Knight Rises when it was sort of like was it the Dark Knight Rises where it's like the board has paid you millions of dollars Bane to do this no no that's the that's um the the Heath Ledger one. The Heath Ledger, yeah, because that was a lot. That was very businessy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's a segue that doesn't really mean anything. I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, now big businesses they kind of slow plots down. Yeah, I, like, and I real people like it, man. So yeah. I realise why it's in there. People, I mean, it re- relates to the real world, but like, I, oh, I just, business. I, I just can't. I, I don't like it. I don't like. It. I'd rather a practical reason than a. Oh God, I'm gonna be a bitchy business bastard because that's what business does. We act like assholes because that's business. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, come on, man, that's fucking lazy. 
Yeah, I suppose. Like, yeah, that's a good point. It's just lazy and boring, and it's annoying, and I don't like seeing it, and it annoys me. Mm. But other than that, and that that is an absolute minutia of uh, the program as a whole. Yeah, I don't think I have that much. Don't really see that much wrong with with Westworld. Yeah, it's like it's pretty awesome. I keep watching it, like I'm hooked. I can't quite put my finger on why, but I think. It, I have sort of said I just I just want to learn more about what's yeah. going on. You know, it's, I found myself drawn immediately to the segments that were to do with the villain. Yeah, that guy because he's, he's got pushing it the limits. He's yeah. push, he's testing the the game, and I, I find that it's like that's what I, I mean. Maybe lots of people can take different things from it, but it's like that's the immediately when I'm open when I'm dropped into any open world game. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. That's immediately what I do. Yeah, well, I like go the way you're not supposed to. I test the limits. And that's clearly what he's doing, and I'm, I think that's great. Yeah, I th- I was gonna say one thing that annoyed me, but now I feel like maybe the point of the story is that you always you to- you can't do uh, frequently see glimpses of uh, visitors to the park just getting drunk, just shooting people at random, being like, "Yeah, yeah, this is awesome," and just like everyone's just focusing on just having sex with the sex robots, killing people, getting pissed. And I was like, why does no one do the adventures though? But I feel that is exactly the point of the story. Have you... Because it, 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 it pinpoints the decadence of mankind and how if they're given this huge, big... If you it, Take Minecraft. If you're given this massive world where you can build anything you want, at the end of the day, the first thing you're going to build is a giant dick made of dirt. Well, yeah, I mean, have you ever... Did you ever see the chat in uh, Vanilla Warcraft Ironforge? No, was that like... People yiffing each other. It's just where everyone just, you just <laughs> hung out. It's like you've got this amazing game. People cyber. What, what, what did everyone do? Sat in a wagon in a main city, <laughs> chatted shit. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean, though. It's sort of like you're paying four grand a day. Just go and find the find the secret treasure. It's I, I think I think it's good though. I, I think I think, I think that is the, as I said I think that's the point yeah. it's to show like look look at what pieces of shit people are <laughs> give them all this wonder all they want to do is drink and fuck it's all you want to do is drink and fuck and fucking drink yeah lord mm. uh, have you been having a fun time trying to figure out what the piano covers are uh, yeah I have only gotten two so far because um, I know they are piano covers but I can't really work out what they are uh, I got no surprises by Radiohead, Black Hole Sun by I don't know the name of the band. That was like one of the first. That was the Hole first one. Sun. Uh, Audio Slave? No, no. It's the band Chris Cornell was in before Audio Slave. Was it? Soundgarden. Soundgarden. That's the one. That's what. That's the first one that came up, and I was like, "That's that's Black Hole Sun," and I had to pause the video, go to YouTube, like <laughs> Black Hole Sun. Don't be tight. Is this Black Hole Sun? YouTube was like, "I pause. I'm so chill." <laughs> Back to Westworld. Then no surprises came up. I was like, fucking, is that no surprises? <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It's all right, cool. And I've been trying to figure out, because every time the piano plays, I'm like, I wonder what that's a cover of. But my mus- my knowledge of uh, sort of 90s uh, rock isn't as strong as it could be. There's mm-hmm. not enough Pearl Jam or Alice in Chains in there for me well, to pick may- it up. Maybe, maybe soon. There's not enough Tupac or, or Biggie <laughs> piano covers of, uh, <laughs> of Juicy. <laughs> That's what I need. I'm more of a I, when it comes to the '90s music. I do like my grunge, but I'm going through a bit of a hip hop state. So I would love it if Snoop walked in. Can you imagine Snoop just walking off the train? Like I wouldn't put it past Snoop Dogg to be like, I like a part of that film. I'm this is my Snoop Dogg voice. That's <laughs> this is me. I'm really the, bad Snoop Dogg. I'm voice. the Snoop Dogg. No, 
Snoop. Hey, I, I can't like... do a Snoop Dogg voice. Hi, this is Snoop Dogg, and you want to watch out for the latest episode of Westworld, starring me, Snoop Dogg. That is a terrible Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you know what I mean, though. I wouldn't put it past, because Snoop loves Game of Thrones. He it wrote does. a... It was like a hip-hop album called uh, about Game of Thrones that Snoop Dogg wrote a rap about. Game of Bones, surely. Uh, it's he's... called uh, the Take the Throne Mixtape or something lame like That's that. Incredible. It was pretty fucking dumb, but he wrote a song about the Lannisters. <laughs> Do you want to look up this <laughs> rap he does about the Lannisters? No, nah, he, like, he was like, man, it's so good to be a Lannister. We got loads of money. We, <laughs> we, we have sex with each other. <laughs> One of us is a midget. <laughs> Yo, I'm Snoop Doggy Dog. Um, no, he wrote a rap about the Lannisters and it's funny as hell. That whole mixtape is Take the Throne. Look up Take the Throne by uh, various hip-hop artists because it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's great though. Right, well, that's a, that's a rather serious segue. So Yeah, but... Shall we, shall we, shall we wrap it up with a Westworld? With yeah, a... I think I've said all there is to say about Westworld. That's just, well, probably not, but <laughs> I've said all I want to say. And I think that's all I have to say about that. Yeehaw! Westworld! Let's go have sex with the sex robot! Um, yeah, I mean, I think it boils down to would you go outside for Westworld? Yeah. Yeah! Didn't think I would, but I am running out of the vault. I'm dressing up, putting on, Westworld. I'm putting on my cowboy costume. Yeah. Running outside. Getting on my chaps. Shooting on my shooting my revolvers in the air. Having sex with the bots. Wasting all that precious ammo that we're saving for when the zombies <laughs> finally take over. Gee, or the ghouls. Or the ghouls. Or the gargoyles. Don't don't start. Let's just focus on but Westworld. We all know your ex was a was a ghoul. Should okay. I just say that about my ex? Just, <laughs> She's lovely. She's got in like I know, but I feel you've. I know you're with someone new now. But I feel you're not fully over Gina Ghoul. Gina Ghoul? Scarlet Ghoul Hansen. <laughs> They're all called Scarlet. Scarlet Ghoul Hansen. Um, um, no, I would go outside for Westworld. Um, I'd go far outside for Westworld. Yeah, I would go to the outer limits and see everything Westworld had to offer. Um, yeah, I'm I'm continuing to go outside for Westworld because it's not over yet. Yeah, I'll I'll be nipping out on a weekly basis to get more. Yeah, I gotta go run out of Westworld. Gotta go and collect more Westworld. Bring it in. <laughs> drag West- it, drag it into the vault. My Westworld tanks are dry. <laughs> um, so that's uh, that's number six, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it was a pretty uh, concise episode, which was nice. It was a good one. It was, a, it was together. Couple rambles, very structured, which is you know. We gotta find that balance between just waffle and structure. Structure and segue. <coughs> yeah. So anyway, guys. <laughs> yes. um, thanks for listening. Um, please uh, share this with your friends, with yeah. your loved ones, with sure. your enemies. Share if you really hate your enemies. Share this with them because that'll torture them. Might make them nicer. It might make them nice. Might make them understand why you're such an unbalanced individual. Yeah. I get why why we bully you now. Contact us at dgopodcast at gmail.com And uh, our Twitter handle is at dinnygoat. Yes, uh, which is quite difficult to spell when you just say it. I was it's true. Trying. You can see it written down in the show notes just below you. Like us on Facebook and uh, subscribe on RSS. We'd love that. Write us a review on iTunes. Do all the things. We'd love that. Yeah, just do all interact with us as much as you can because... 
We'll interact with you. Yeah, let me tell you, you'll get you might get a shout out. Um and to be might, fair, there's might not turn up at your house. Might turn up at your house, we might kidnap you. <laughs> drag you to the vault. Might drag you to the vault, we might show you uh we might uh, no. <laughs> Sorry, it's fun here. We got Pringles. I got cheese rolls, which have not started. Yeah, it's good. As always guys, uh Don't don't go outside. Don't go outside. There's um bandits. Spandit country. As always, guys, this is Mikey the Mechanic here saying, don't go outside. Mikey, you're fucking racist. Mike, don't Mikey, go outside. Mike, get out of this fucking There's ball. goddamn get the, There's cannibals. You're, so, you're a fucking racist, There's dogs. Shut, shut hey, up, Mikey. I just turned up to say I fixed your carburetor battery you radar. keep saying the N-word. <laughs> I, have, I deny all claims that I have used the N-word at any time. That is a false claim. I am not racist against against African uh, wastelandians. <laughs> um, I just want to say I just don't like mutants and I don't like cannibals. Doesn't matter what color they are. Some of them aren't even black. The mutants are usually blue or green, uh, which is just unnatural, as most mutants are. As always, guys, don't go outside, you goddamn fools. This fucking... Hey! There's other races out there. Don't go outside. I'm walking here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as always, guys, don't go outside. Because I'm walking here. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) You're going to use that, you bastard. It's my catchphrase. That's the point. Oh, you 